My name is Henny, and welcome to Morning Meditation. episode of Morning Shaman. I know I've been away for some time, but I'm back with some new equipment and with renewed energy. I wanted to dedicate this podcast to the children and families in Korea, both North Korea and South Korea. I really hope war doesn't return there and really This is also to the U.S. military. Calm the fuck down. Leave people alone. Money is not worth the lives of people of color. And when you learn that, things will run a lot smoother. So on today's podcast, I want to recite a story about one of the eight immortals in Taoism. If you're someone who follows Modern Shaman, the blog, you would notice that I post a lot on Taoism. I'm a huge fan of the religion. Um, one of the reasons why I love Taoism is that it's it's a faith centered around humanitarian justice and the stories of immortals and gods confronting tyrants and kings in a very comical and accessible way has always inspired me. So this podcast, I will be narrating a story from Martin Palmer's book, The Elements of Taoism, about one of the most popular eight immortals who is known to care for the poor and wherever the sick lay dying, you can find this god there. So I hope you enjoy the story. The eight immortals liked to meet at the immortals' bridge to drink and chat. One day, Chang Kulo called for silence. Then he told them a scandalous story. Far away, in a distant province, there was a wealthy man called Kuang Zhu Lin. He will soon be sixty, which is a great time for celebration in China. To honor this day, he had invited his friends to a vast feast. However, his wealth came from the sweat of his poor laborers who were to be given nothing. Worse than that, he was so rich and contemptuous of the poor, he had ordered them to fill in the potholes on the road to his estate with rice, and then to cover it with rich red wool for his guests to travel on. 
The eight immortals sat in stunned amazement. Then Ti Kua Li leapt to his feet. How dare he waste rice, which could feed the poor, and squander cloth, which could clothe them. He needs to be taught a lesson. Ti leapt off, and traveling upon the clouds, he soon reached Kuang's house. There, he took on the full appearance of a beggar, complete with begging bowl. Hundreds of beggars were near the house, which was strongly guarded. T went straight up to five of the guards and asked for some food. Laughing, the guards hit him about the head until he fell down. Trying to get up, T grasped a handful of rice from under the red carpet. But seeing this, the guards kicked him. Please, let me take some of this rice to feed my starving children, begged T. To which the guards replied that their master would rather it was crushed to dust than be given to a beggar who spoils his party. Then, T said in a deep and threatening voice, the rich should beware of cheating the needy and insulting the poor. Enraged, the guards beat T even harder and then stormed off. The other beggars rushed to help T up and warned him to stay away, but T vowed vengeance. Inside the house, a vast feast was ready and hundreds of rich guests were seated. The first course was brought in. At first, all was well, but then the bowls became red hot and the guests had great difficulty eating from them. Suddenly, one gave a scream, followed by another and another. The food in their bowls had turned rotten and was full of maggots. The servants rushed around clearing the food away and bringing in the next course. But no sooner had this touched the table that it too turned rotten. Kyung was furious, but guessed that this was the fault of the impudent beggar. He ordered him to be brought before him. Bleeding from head to toe, Ti stood before Kwang and told him he was just a simple beggar. Then dramatically, T dropped dead. Kyung ordered the guards to fling the body out and for the feast to continue. But the other beggars had seen all this and ran to the local magistrate, who was renowned for his honesty. The magistrate set out straight away. When he arrived, he found Kyung and his guests in a terrible state they had been unable to move T's body. The magistrate realized that something strange was going on. He called a Taoist priest from the crowd and asked him to examine the body. On a slip of paper in T's pocket were found the following words, I do not want Kwong to pay for this crime with his life. 
I want him to sweep the roads leading from his house to all the towns and villages of this province. He must learn that a rich man cannot cheat the poor. Suddenly, the magistrate realized that T was none other than one of the immortals. Kyung was arrested and all his goods were confiscated and shared among the poor. From that day on, he swept the rows of the province. And T? Well, the good people put him, now light as a feather, inside a coffin. Because of legal difficulties, they had to wait some days before his funeral could take place. When they came to lift the coffin, it was so light, they were alarmed. Rising off the lid, they found only T's clothes inside. T himself had returned to the other immortals, drinking and eating at the immortals' bridge long before. This is from the book The Elements of Taoism by Martin Palmer.